Oh, uh, oh, that would have been perfect for AS the crunch. Oh yeah, what the? F- let's let's re-record it. Hold on. All right, all right <clears throat> hold on here. Let me. Uh, I'll get you cranked up here. Do do your do your Spanky's pizza. This episode's brought to you by Kool Aid Jammers and also Spanky's Pizza and ASMR. Mm. <sighs> That's still Spanky's Pizza. So nobody's confused. <laughs> Are you sure your friend that likes the ears doesn't need a little? <laughs> I could really punch it up for him. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. ASMR pro with ears. That is that is perfect. That is <laughs> that is great. Ah, oh, yeah, that's right. On today's uh, little edition of My Life or the Van Dyke Ditch. Don't spit out the breadstick. What the hell? It, <laughs> caught, it caught me off guard. I forgot what we were calling this at all. <laughs> I don't know. Have we actually agreed on any, no, any of the names? No. I don't know. We're going to have to agree We're on just going to call it something different every single episode. Would you rather have this life or in my hand? This is our new podcast. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Mm. That last comment does not accurately reflect the level of professionalism that we have on My Life podcast. And I want to apologize for that if that has offended you. You can also go fuck yourself. We're so, here to speak the truth. Damn right. Our truth as we experienced it. Say it loud, say it proud. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. And then retreat in shame. Proof that not everyone gets equal share of the gene pool. They're all dead. Burnt down after a strange mopping episode. Her father's going to kill me. He said, well, it was an accident. How can you get in trouble for an accident? And I was like, well, welcome to my house. That's everybody's house, right? That's That's... Yeah, we're good? Okay, good. All right, we're all on the same page. And my kids at the time were so fucking cute. Yeah. I mean, they really were. You're not lying. Grandma Lois says, you know, cute in the crib, homely at the table. Hey, Ryan, that sounds terrible. Why would you share that story? Why did that bring you joy? First of all, you're listening to the wrong podcast. But second of all, because it does. Okay, I don't have to explain or justify myself to you. So anyway, just shut up and listen to the story. Can you let me finish? Quit interrupting. Such a sarcastic prick. God, he's great. I do have diva energy. You Uh, really do. (laughs) It's it's a gift. It's a gift. Uh, I bet you take it down a notch, princess. Feel far superior, sir. <laughs> well, I'm glad that's the reason, and not all the other reasons you should feel superior. Oh, we could make a list. Oh, let's not. Let's you, not. We you, don't. I see you got a the pen audience. there and some paper. Mm, no, it's not. You know what? Okay. You're so superior. But it's you a can't big list. You should turn that page if we're gonna. Mm, yeah. Mm. Bitch had receipts. It's all about me. It's the Sandra <laughs> show. Mm, 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 mm. That's the new name. space it's therapy on your side <laughs> all right if you fuckers don't become a sponsor at this point i would apologize but that's in case you haven't figured it out that's just who we are by now um so there's no need to apologize for us doing us we're so, here to speak the truth damn right our truth as we experienced it say it loud say it proud mm-hmm. hallelujah <clears throat> and then retreat in shame all right so <laughs> Well, let's start off with what's important, okay? So, you know, we've already told you we got we got two parents, um, and that's great. 
But let's talk about the real star of what we're talking about here. On Good Friday at high noon on April 9th of 1982, a child was born. A truly great child. Who is really going to change shit with this family. Not the world. Let's not get crazy. But still, I mean, to say being born on Good Friday at noon, that's pretty fucking amazing. Not going to lie. Good Friday, not Orthodox. Good Friday, unfortunately. When my mom went into labor that night, shit you not, full moon. I am of complete Kanye West song. Just want to throw that out there. (laughs) I'm amazing. And the Lord and the pagans came together. (laughs) Exactly. Said, we will anoint this child with good fortune. Or fortunate. Um, (laughs) Maybe not good. Not entirely bad. But mostly one or the other. Fortune cookie fortune. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. It's all up to interpretation. However you decide to take away and Uh, apply it to life. Absolutely. That reminds me. I got a really passive-aggressive fortune the other day. I mean, I know it's completely unrelated, and I'm not actually going to apologize. Um, I thought I took a picture of it. Maybe I just snapped it. Oh, well. Anyway, it really messed with me for a little bit. (laughs) Because it was like, you're a good person. And I'm like, what? I, know. I was like, open up the bucket that says stick with your wife. Um, and then there's other stuff like this one I got. Um, that I'm like, that's fair. <laughs> so this fortune that he handed over. You have at your command the wisdom of the ages. That's right. I was born at on at a high noon on Good Friday on a full moon. That's right. Command of the ages. Oh, but the learn Chinese line, their word of the day is Taiwan. It's pronounced Taiwan. <laughs> yeah, I I was very confused <laughs> by that. I was like, learn Chinese, Taiwan, Taiwan. I'm like, uh Apparently, I don't have command of all the uh, knowledge of the ages, uh, although I could have figured that one out. (laughs) I said as he waited with bated breath. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. So anyway, that's me. I know you're impressed, as you should be. Um, Next up was proof that not everyone gets equal share of the gene pool. Our brother, David, he was born in 1984, two years after me. We were almost Irish twins. And um, is that still PC to say? Can I say Irish twins? I say Irish twins when I refer to my sister and I. You should. So Yeah, that was an oopsie daisy. Um, <laughs> Picked a whole bouquet of oopsie daisies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so anyway, yeah, David was born in 84. And then Christina was born in September of 87. And then her Irish twin, Sandra, <laughs> March of 89. So fun, fun. By the way, what I just did right there is prove that men can remember dates. Just so everyone's out there. Okay. My brother's birthday is April 7th. My one sister is September 26th. And Sandra here is March 17th. And I even know the years. So men, no more fucking excuses. Remember some dates. They also make Google Calendar. So fucking tighten up the game, bro. Anyway, back to it. So... I'm not going to say anything about like me. I don't think it's important for me to tell any stories because who fucking cares? Uh, We kind of cover them elsewhere. But David, what can we say about our lovely brother? 
Well, first, let's talk about his birth story. And that is probably going to contribute to the remainder of what we have to say about him. Mm -hmm. Good and bad. Yeah, so, look, I I, I love picking up my brother because he's my brother. And that's what siblings do. You know, there was four of us. You know, frankly, the gene pool was used up between Sandra and I and most days. Christina got some some good points out of it. But that's just kind of how it is. David was born with an umbilical cord wrapped around his neck, and he lacked oxygen for, well, apparently not long enough to kill him, but definitely long enough where he's a bit uh, slow sometimes. Also, that, that creates problems later on, too, with impulsive behavior and, and, and some other things that, that really become the real issue. If David resolved the impulsive behavior thing, that'd be great. But again, you know, these are things that are outside of his sphere of control, you know, as well as influence for the most part. So that's kind of important. Anything else we need to cover about David? Um, yes. Tell me more about Davina. <laughs> but you can't guess your, what I called him. As your favorite nickname for him that um, tormented him for years. I know. <clears throat> if he just would stop getting mad about it, I would have stopped. <laughs> I would have came up with a different- That's all it came down to. It was. I mean, I would have came up with a different nickname that bothered him, but I would have stopped calling him that if he stopped getting pissed. You know, because I'm a good sibling. It's my job. Yeah. Uh, off the bat, I th- I think that kind of covers it. Certainly, like, like you say, like the impulse control. And um, certainly- um, Things will come up later about why that became an issue. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you wouldn't have been around for it, but one of the... And the all right. So if you're going to say, hey, Ryan, that sounds terrible. Why would you share that story? Why did that bring you joy? First of all, you're listening to the wrong podcast. But second of all, because it does. Okay. I don't have to explain or justify myself to you. So anyway, just shut up and listen to the story. Can you let me finish? Quit interrupting. So... Brett was over here because it was one of the rare times he was allowed to come over here because, <laughs> you know, his parents wanted to make sure he was only having good influences. And so he only got to come over here once or twice. Anyway, we're outside in the front yard playing baseball. I don't remember if we were using a tee or if we if I, if I was pitching, but David was standing behind Brett. Brett was batting and Brett really dug in because he was going to smack that fucking ball across the street into the wall's property. (laughs) And unfortunately, what ended up happening instead was when he went back to swing, he caught David's front teeth so hard they may have flew backwards through his throat and his spine down the hill. Uh, I'm not sure, but smashed his front teeth. So, and he was old enough to have permanent teeth at the time. So we had to get caps. And that was the thing. But anyway, when that happened, the initial reaction of his eyes kind of going like, looked like they were going in and out of focus to start seeing a little bit of excitement on his face to full blown, like he's waving his hands around like a helicopter, getting ready to take off, screaming like a banshee. And I'm like, damn it, Brett, you just got me grounded. (laughs) Again. Damn it. You said, well, it was an accident. How can you get in trouble for an accident? And I was like, well, welcome to my house. (laughs) (sighs) Not wrong. (laughs) 
<laughs> this is not an 80s sitcom where, all right, let's play some soft music and have a learning moment. That's uh-huh. not how this shit works, bro. Uh, <laughs> Bob Saget comes in. Yeah. Small, hand on the small of the back. Listen, kiddo. It, you know, soft music playing. Oh, yeah. we, we knew you didn't mean to hit Michelle. It, yeah, yeah. This oh. was not, it was a music bed. Um, I'm going to use this one because it's all I got. What was it? Hey there, guys. You know, as the big boys in the yard, it's important you look out for the little guy. And in this case, you let him down. We can't do that again, all right? So in the future, you two got to work to keep him safe and make sure he stays out of trouble. Remember, he looks up to you. Yeah, that wasn't going to happen. What was going to happen is exactly what happened. Ryan, would you please come inside for your ass whipping? Ryan, please come inside for your ass whipping. (laughs) Uh, I don't remember for sure, but I'm pretty sure it was also. Ryan, we just got the bill from the dentist. Come back inside for your additional ass whipping. Ryan, we just got the bill. This will be going to collections. Come inside for your additional ass kicking. So... I mean, that's everybody's house, right? That's, that's, yeah, we're good? Okay, good. All right, we're all on the same page. So anyway, that brought me joy. Not the ass kicking, but the him jumping around like, (laughs) waving his hand. That brought me a lot of joy. I don't know that I helped his teeth feel better, but it was sure fun to watch. Anyway. What are some good things you have to say about David? I will start. So. Okay. <laughs> See, I got plenty. <clears throat> so I don't, I, I never had huge expectations from David when I was younger, but part of that was because it was all on you, right? Mm-hmm. Like you were the one taking care of us. Like you were basically like our second dad, whereas David was like my actual brother. <laughs> like he's in the same pool that Christina and I are in, mm-hmm. um, that we don't really share any responsibilities. Um we're, we're, we're just there um, making things worse for you. <laughs> yeah, that's good too. Um, but um, his <laughs> undiagnosed autism mm. shined its brightest in his guitar playing, um, which I, I don't, I don't want to make this sound like a past thing. He's still a uh, talented guitar player. And also while um, yo-yos... Mm-hmm. Were, were a thing popular in yep. the 90s. That was a, I remember there was like a team of yo yo people that came to um, the Grand Haven Kite yes. Festival. Yes. And that was like his inner awakening about mm-hmm. like, I can do that. And he bought a Duncan yo yo at one of the booths and he learned so many tricks and he was so fucking good at it. He could have been on that traveling circus of yo yo folk. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, he could have been which, on the yo-yo team traveling to local middle which schools I and bet high schools. We could hand him. Maybe that's what I should get him for Christmas. Be like, you need to teach Dylan, which is one of his uh, girlfriend's children. Um, how, how about you teach this to, Jill, to Dylan? Like show him a, a skill that will keep him preoccupied. And it is a skill because I certainly can't do it just mm-hmm. off the cuff. He was always like the jokester. As in, like, always trying to make a joke. Because you you were naturally funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's like, 
trying to bring up the rear with like an actual like joke start to finish story um often fell flat but he tried his best (laughs) it was a blast growing up with him i mean we did all kinds of dumb stuff i mean i look i make fun of him obviously because um you know he's a he can be a bit slow sometimes yada 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 but that's also about comparatively speaking i mean i'm two years older than him so he was always going to be less mature and you know what fuck him i am smarter so whatever but we always found we always had fun and he let me do dumb shit like (laughs) hey you know it'd be real fun if you took your blanket and you sat on it and you go down the stairs that'd be fun (laughs) he was like you think that'd be fun? I'd be like, yeah, dude, I do it all the time. And he's like, really? And I'm like, yeah, I'd never done that shit. Because I wasn't sure if I'd break my neck at the bottom because there's a big fucking wall. But he tried. Anyway, he did break the wall. Uh, he did his, I can't remember if it was his foot or his head. Doesn't really matter. Uh, hit the bottom of the drywall there and made a good dent. And we said, oh, yeah, it's dangerous. Damn it, David. Why didn't you wait till I finished? I told you I always put blankets at the bottom of the stairs. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> so we slid down the stairs for a while. We got in trouble for that. Told not to do that anymore. So our parents decided there's only one responsible thing to do. Get us a Nerf gun for the two of us, but not a real gun. So we think we should grab a rifle and shoot one another. They got us a Nerf bow and arrow. Those were awesome. Oh my God. So we had a game we played where one person would stand on the landing at the bottom uh-huh. of the stairs and the other person would jump around like dodging between furniture and stuff and you'd try to shoot him. And we played that. And we also brought in Sandra and Christina on many occasions. Christina was less entertained by this. She liked trying to shoot people, but then she'd be like, I don't know how that works. <laughs> Pretending like her favorite color is clear, you know, and being stereotyped. <laughs> anyway, but it was fun. And uh, no, whatever. I was like, hey, you think we should go sledding down this hill? I know that we barely made it across the flat ground because, um, you know, it started melting for the last two days and then it just flash froze last night and we're just walking on ice. I was like, you think we should still go sled? And he's like, I like sledding. And <laughs> all right, he didn't say it like that, but whatever. Anyway. We went, man, both of us right down the hill at the same time, and uh, we landed in that pond. I believe it. Yeah, yeah, on the other side of the single-wide house of dreams, down (laughs) by the stair. uh, Are we going to talk about the neighbors down the hill? Oh, my God, the neighbors from hell? Should they be included in this episode at all? Oh, probably. So let's preface this. Um, Hold on. Let's let's finish the uh, kids first. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. So, no, David, a lot of good... A lot of fun. A lot of fun. David was really great. It's just, you know, when he got older and into partying, it fucked him up. Yeah. Yeah. It it, it really caused a lot of problems for him. Yeah. I, th- I think he was just trying to do a lot of the things you were doing. Oh, yeah. And um, his his brain just isn't built the same way. No. no. Uh, it, just, it just processes things differently, uh, including drugs. Yes. And it has affected him long term. Whereas you, I'm going to say it hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, probably not. But also, like, but you knew when to stop. That's it. Like, I, I could sit down and be like, "All right, I got you know, quarter ounce of weed or whatever," and just be like, "All right, cool, I got a buzz. I'm good now. I can go about my day and do whatever." And David's like, 
Uh, the bowl's empty. We got to pack it again. Yeah. And that, and that's where that, that impulse control comes in. It's just like he just couldn't, couldn't help himself. No, I'm like, dude, you're already drooling on yourself. Do you want to <laughs> drool out of both sides of your mouth? I don't understand what's going on here, but that was him. You know, it's always been, been him. He, uh, obviously uh, gets that from his dad. So what? Well, yeah, that was going to be my other thing is that also with a family history heavily of drugs and alcohol, like obviously you didn't get that gene. No. Whereas he absolutely did. No, absolutely. You know, I look, you know, as far as things go for our family, I won the genetic lottery overall. Yeah, you, you know, did. One, you one bastard. overall. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, one overall oopsie daisy. But other than that, my genetic lottery is friggin' solid. So pretty happy, you know, as far as that goes. I didn't get some of the shitty genes, so I didn't get the psoriasis either. I don't know how I dodged that. <laughs> that's um, that's the one thing I don't have. Yeah. I was knock like, on wood. <laughs> that's like the one thing you didn't get. Um, so good work there. Christina, what a special girl. <laughs> so first things first, the apple of our dad's eye yes. could do no wrong. Impossible. Just like absolutely never ever. Yeah, that was that was his little girl, and um, we all knew it, okay. <laughs> including his other little girl. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> check this out, right? So you're like, well, yeah, but I mean, being the favorite of somebody who's absent and distant and all that, well, you know, what's what is what benefits does that get you? Okay, let me tell you what the fuck that gets you. Okay, so Christmas is coming up. Oh no. Christina wants nothing more than a Barbie house thing. I don't remember what it was called. It's a Barbie house? Yeah. I remember someone built her a Barbie house. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, okay. Yeah, Sorry. couldn't afford it. Barbie mansion is probably what you're thinking of. There we go. Couldn't afford it. <laughs> there is one built mm-hmm. for Christina. Mm-hmm. Because he didn't want her to go with him. Oh, of course not. That would have broke his heart. His little girl without on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, do no wrong. This is the same guy who I was like, oh, man, where'd my dad go? I should go to this strange farmer's market in Mississippi's Key Nights. <laughs> We're going to the farmer's market. <laughs> oh, no. His van Again, has no gas. A, a, a merch plug. Muskegon <laughs> Farmer's Market. <laughs> yes. Muskegon Heights Farmer's Market. <laughs> But instead of like a bushel of vegetables on the front of it. Oh, yeah. What's a bushel of crack? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. It was a fun time. It was a fun time. Just just a single spoon on the front of the shirt. We do. We need to have ratapine spoons. Yes. You got it. For your coffee. Uh Uh-huh. For when I need a calm down, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And your drug of choice, we have a regular spoon. Oh. things up, or we have a very tiny spoon that's for right. very specific you got it's like a where's waldo where's it at on the shirt we don't know <laughs> we print every single one different oh that's amazing. <laughs> so anyway our sister oh hold on talk space it's a very important <laughs> nothing is more important than metal health. all right i'm joking all right so yeah our sister do no wrong according to dad um Mom was a bit different. Grandma was very different. That 
I will say, though, um, that is the only place that she caught the most hell out of all of us kids. Grandma Van Dyke came down on Christina like a fucking hammer. Mm-hmm. She, oh gosh, I'll I'll never forget. We, um, mom and dad were still married and we went over to grandma and grandpa's house for a barbecue or some kind of lunch thing. It was, the weather was nice out. And um, so the the neighbor that lived next door was the clomps. Well, on the other side of the clomps was um, Barbara, which was Michelle's mother. So we knew her, and Michelle ultimately became our Aunt Michelle. We'll talk about her later on down the line. So in a sense, we are related to Barb. Barb had a pool. Barb also had a large, the hell kind of bird is that? Either way, a a very large parrot, the pink one that's got like the big crest on top that's like the size of a small toddler. Um, so she it's had also one annoying. <laughs> so she had, so she had things we didn't have at our house. Uh, she was also very kind to us. Whereas our grandmother was just like, don't even fucking speak. Don't, don't even come in this kitchen and ask for pop tarts. I'll fucking kill you. So, <laughs> so we went over to Barb's house cause the clomps weren't home and Christina are, are, we're looking for something to do. And we're like, well, if Barb is home, we can go look at her weird ass bird and go say hi to her. So we go over there. And um, Christina at the oldest is probably eight. So we're over there and ba- Barb very innocently asks, um, are you guys hungry? And we're like, well, yeah, but I wasn't that hungry. So I was just like, like, I'm fine. But Christina's like, yeah, I'm quite hungry um, because we're setting up for a barbecue. We haven't eaten yet. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so Barb just makes her a little, she gets out a bag of rolls and some deli ham and some cheese, a little mustard, makes her a little baby sandwich. Christina eats it. We're like, okay. And then um, we go back to grandma's. And grandma's like, Christina, set the table. She's like, Sandra, you help her. And Christina's like, just putting the plates out. And she's like, well, I'm not that hungry. Grandma says, what do you mean? And she's like, well, I ate a sandwich. She's like, where the fuck did you get a sandwich? Well, she said, where did you find a sandwich? Because our grandmother does not swear. No. At least at least back then she didn't. Now mm-hmm. she's given herself much more grace to uh, <laughs> let her express herself on how mm. she really feels. Um, we may or may not have influenced that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but anyway, our very prim and proper dresses like the queen every single day, even to mm. just get the mail. Um, we're talking like a jacket that matches her shoes with a matching pin that matches her clip-on earrings. Like she was always done up. Um, with makeup. With makeup. Mm. <clears throat> And so she says to Christina, she said, what do you mean you're not hungry? What do you mean you had a sandwich? Where? And she's just like, well, we went over to Barb. She made me a sandwich. And she just started hollering. She's just like, did you not know that you were sitting down to eat in 15 minutes? What is wrong with you? Why would you do that? She's just like, we are, we are sitting down to eat. You've ruined your dinner. Like, it was a whole, like, she was just a screaming at her. Christina is crying. And I'm like. I only didn't eat just because I happened to not be hungry while I was over. Like, I was like, this isn't a priority to me right now. Otherwise, I absolutely also would have been full mm-hmm. <laughs> from a little baby sandwich. Yeah, that was that was definitely one of those first instances that I knew that grandma treated Christina differently than she treated me. She didn't favor me, but she didn't favor me with a whooping either. Yep, yep. <laughs> so <laughs> there's that. <laughs> 
No, you're absolutely correct. Meanwhile, for me, I could have walked in and be like, I want a Pop-Tart. She'd be like, better eat your dinner. I'd be like, absolutely. I'm fat. <laughs> I will say, though, that that was the house that we got snacks at. Oh, my God. And That's they the were- I didn't know Pop-Tarts existed outside of her house. Yeah. So she has her oven is built into the wall, and there are two or three drawers underneath it. And the very bottom drawer had Pop-Tarts in it, blueberry Pop-Tarts. And also uh, those windmill wafers. Cookies. Windmill cookies and the strawberry or vanilla wafers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes they had chocolate. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess if there wasn't chocolates, because I ate them all. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, the, you know, we actually had like snacks over there that we were allowed to eat if we asked. And um, <laughs> Christina was a little blindsided by this situation. Oh, and there was also a separate incident that we're a little older. We're over at Grandma's house. It's just Christina and I. And um, we wanted to go see if Beth Klomp was home so we could go play with her. Uh, But we were not allowed to leave the house without asking. Grandma was in the living room watching the Tigers game. And Christina was just like, well, I want to go ask her. We can go over. commercials. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's like, I want to go ask her if we can go over to Clomps. And I was just like, well, just, just go ask her. And she's like, no, I don't want to. She's like, you go ask her. And I was like, J- just go in there and ask her. She's like, no, I can't. I can't do that. <laughs> so she was like legitimately scared. But um, I, like you say, I knew better to await <laughs> that there was a break in the game. And then I snuck up to sidled up to the armchair she was in because there was, you know, grandpa's recliner and grandma's recliner that fa- that faced the TV. And um, so I, ju- I just slunk up there and I was like, hey, grandma, can we go over to the clops? And like, there was this big what to do to even ask to walk 100 meters to go to the neighbor's house. We we got all the way over there and the clomps weren't even home. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I want to, um, I want to juxtapose this. David and I, we're allowed to walk from grandma's house to the Anderson farm market for penny candy. Oh, wow. Was that, was that the one next to the KKK house? Correct. That's who owned the KKK house. Should we tell that story? Oh, we will be telling (laughs) that story. I can assure you. Yeah. So our family got to witness what was basically the end of an era. Be opened up time capsule style. And to witness the pandemonium that happened after the fact that this was discovered and what ultimately became of it and why that was controversial. And we just sort of took a stroll on over there to see what the hubbub was about. And holy shit, I'll let, I'll let you tell what happened, what, how it was found, what the deal was. So go on. Believe it was the kids going through the house. I thought it was the wife that discovered it. It may have been the wife. I know he had passed, but I couldn't remember what order it was. Maybe she discovered it first and didn't like say anything, but then it was like the kids that. Because I can tell you right now, she knew. Yeah. There's no. I mean, there's no right question. Uh, I mean, she wasn't allowed to go into. Whatever. Anyway, she wasn't supposed to go into that area of the attic. So there's like spot supposedly it's hidden i don't know i've never been there there. so their house was directly next to the farmer's market like they shared a parking lot correct so yeah yeah. very very unassuming looking farmhouse right right next to the fruit stand exactly 
And inside, I believe it was upstairs in the attic, if I remember right, they found an additional room. False wall. False wall. I mean, it was straight up Scooby-Doo shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, except for some monsters are real. So inside was a huge amount of Ku Klux Klan memorabilia. Now, I'm not saying he was collecting it like he's like, I like Dukes of Hazard, so I collect all their cars. No. I'm saying like these are proper Ku Klux Klan You know the contents of the Jim Crow Museum at the Ferris College? This is where it came from. This is where it came from. It transferred from one room to a whole building. Yes. Like it was packed in there. He was the secretary of, I don't know what you call it. What I mean, is it like a nexus of hate? I mean, what do you call a clan lodge or whatever? I don't know what they call it. Anyway, the fucking stable of racists. He was the secretary. He was he was the last secretary for Nuevo County. And here's the thing. He was a really, 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 really good racist secretary. I mean, really good. Because he kept all the membership cards and dues payments, <laughs> receipts. Bitch had receipts. <laughs> Bitch had receipts. <laughs> like, he could murder 63 people and he wasn't going to jail because bitch had receipts. Uh-huh. Of one sitting sheriff, like two or three judges, most every prominent member of uh, the Nuevo County community at the time. And, and if you think that's bad, like meeting notes, like when they'd have meetings when they're like, hi. Let's talk racist over coffee. He took the notes. He kept all of that. The 1920s clan, before it collapsed, I believe it was in the early 30s, was, they did some rebranding in imaging. You know, their reputation was real tarnished, you know, on account of them getting the shit kicked out of them in the South. They needed to do some rebranding. It's not enough just to hate black people. They just hated everybody that wasn't a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. They hated WAPs, um, which is, by the way, one of their terms. It means without papers. It's a Southern European that showed up. They don't have papers, right? They extended their hate, of course, to Jews, specifically targeted certain groups. that, By the way, they would now consider white. Mm -hmm. So Italians were particularly targeted. Greeks were particularly targeted. I mean, obviously, they already considered Arabs non-whites. You know, we still separate those today in the census, so why not? That was the reason. So I are real quick in my government class, there was a girl who was, I think, a year younger than me in high school. And um, her great grandfather kept the Fremont's KKK calling card, like a little business card that says you've been visited by the KKK tucked in a screen door after they burnt a series of crosses on his lawn. And she brought that to government class as her um, show and tell. <laughs> Passed it around. We all looked at it. So, I mean, it, as if the memorabilia wasn't enough, here was concrete proof that this was a thing in Fremont. And by the way, how dumb are these motherfuckers? They're like, all right, Cletus, we lit six crosses on fire. You think they're going to know it's us? <laughs> well, I think we should leave a business card, don't you think? Like fucking DTE. <laughs> We stopped by. We you were at home. You. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what the actual fuck? Uh, 
So anyway, um, that was a thing. So we were allowed to go to racist Joe's house uh, <laughs> to buy penny candy when he wasn't going to serve us anyway. But Sandra and Christina couldn't go next door because they were girls. Uh-huh. I mean, if we're just being honest, that's what the deal was. And boys, you know, grandma's like, they can do anything. Are, are we going to talk about what happened to the memorabilia? Well, it's got auctioned off. Well, originally, oh yeah. So originally they weren't auctioning any of it off. Right. Okay. They tried to donate it to the Fremont Museum, which is a museum that you're probably like getting on Google right now. And you're like, oh, I see it right there in Fremont, California. No, wrong Fremont. Try again. <laughs> oh, you found Fremont, Idaho. Nope, not that Fremont. Try again. <laughs> Let me help you out. It's not Fremont, Ohio either. It's Fremont, Michigan. You see the page? You see the website for the Fremont Historical <laughs> Museum? No, you don't because it doesn't exist. It never has. It was an idea and they tried donating it to um, to open up. Though they did have a building that burnt down after a strange mopping episode, <laughs> which maybe I'll tell that story sometime. I was not there. I was not there. Okay. In case the police are listening, I was not there and I'm dead serious. Swearing almost all things holy, <laughs> but I really wasn't there. But my so- friends were. Anyway. I, I remember this day so vividly because it was so odd. Um, grandma and grandpa were having a yard sale. And so we were all just sitting outside waiting for people to stop by. It's like the middle of maybe June. Mm-hmm. It's real nice outside. It's sunny. Um, and there's a lot of traffic on that main road. Um, but today. Yeah, grandma's going to piggyback the clan sale. <laughs> today. <laughs> That wasn't her original intention. We didn't know what was going on. Yeah, we, we walked just, down there to see. Correct. We're like, we're just like, wow, there's a lot of traffic today, but none of it's stopping here. But it keeps going that way. And then eventually the cars are now parking on the side of the road so far back to that point that we can now see cars parked on the side of the road, like way down. We're like, what the hell is happening? And again, we're about a half mile away. Yeah. And, um, and then all of a sudden we see van, like news crews. And we're like, oh, so... We're like, if all of these people are parking here, we're like, okay, so it's not a car accident. It's a carnival. <laughs> we're, we're like, okay, so it's the deal. So, so we put a little BRB sign out front and um, walk down there. And I remember riding piggyback on my dad's shoulders. And we walk all the way down there and we see hordes of people at the market. And we're like, what is the deal? There's these big white tents. There's there's tables inside, like yard sale tables. What a great irony. <laughs> and so um, we just kind of get lost in the crowd and start shuffling through the tents like everybody else was doing. And um, I remember at this point, dad had put me down and either he or mom was holding my hand. And they basically said, like, do not let go of me. They're like, and they had a death grip on me, but still they're just like, do not let go of me. And um I remember I was just tall enough that my chest probably came to the table so I could see what was on it. And I don't remember everything, but I do remember the Grand Dragon robe. Mm -hmm. And I do remember the giant plaque that had all of the names etched in brass on tags. The judges, the cops, the township officials. Like, I couldn't, I probably couldn't read then, but I knew it was this huge plaque of names and it wasn't until you know i'm much older they're like oh this is what this was and i'm like well i remember the plaque i remember the robe i remember all these people and i remember a lot of them being real pissed off you want to know why they were pissed hmm? you know why all those important people showed up hmm? to buy it 
to destroy it. Gotcha. And they found out the rules of the auction. Everything was on display, but universities got first bid and gotcha. last. Okay. I was wondering, because I knew that eventually it ended up at Ferris because they were going to open a Jim Crow museum, and then all of a sudden they have all of this shit. But that's not what started the riot. Oh, there was a riot. It, almost. I'll tell you why at the end. I'll okay. I'll, I was, I'll give I was, you the deets on that, okay. but it's fun. Maybe that's when we got out of there, but. Uh, but because people were getting fucking pissed. That's well, I, why mom was like, you need to hold my hand. People were mad because they found out they couldn't buy their family's name. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just, I just remember even as a child, I could like feel the tension in the air and it scared me. Like mm-hmm. I, even like mob stuff that's had like a downtown Grand Rapids, um, Black Lives Matter, things like that. Mm-hmm. Like. I've never gone down there because I don't want to be involved in what it ultimately becomes. Yeah. Because the people that, you know, they start it because they're trying to. And then assholes show up. And, yeah, correct. And yeah. ruin the whole thing. That's what I don't want to be a part of. Um, so, um, but I remember as a child being in the middle of this crowd of people that just, I knew shit was hitting the fan. Like I could feel the electricity in the air and I was like six and I, to this day, I remember that, that feeling, that fear that my parents were scared, getting scared. And I'm like, <laughs> this is just a tent of, I mean, I'm little. I'm like, this is a tent of stuff. Why are people so, what is happening? I, I didn't understand well, it. I just remember how I felt. white guilt was up for auction. <laughs> You're not kidding. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah, that's... um. That actually is where I got my start and my interest in history. Oh, yeah? Because I, I was, again, this guy was old and cranky. Um, I mean, he was sweet to other people, I'm sure, but yeah, that's a duality of humans. But I just remember at the time being, find it so compelling that something from that fucking crotchety ass ancient bastard's youth could bring so much emotion today that day because i mean we're talking you know we're we're beyond 60 years later at that point yeah you know that something could bring that kind of emotion and i'm like it was it was a bizarre thing to history became real to me right to say like okay this history is real it's here it's now um the band-aid's been ripped off and the rawness is back right now in 1996 yeah or whatever it was and um it's it's weird to say I was there. I was, in a sense, part of this very, like, this historical thing that happened mm-hmm. in Fremont that was covered up forever. And now, like, it got exposed. Like, oh, my God, we were there. We were at the auction. Like, we we saw the things. We, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very weird thing to look back and be like, oh, was I part of this history? You were. And it's, you were also part of the real fun uh, the real reason everybody got extra mad because they found out that none of the records would ever go up to bid. Oh. Because some, you know what? I'm not going to censor this. I'm just going to flat out say it. Do some it. snooty cunts at the Fremont Public Library and fucking God bless these women. God bless these women said they would take all of the records and put them in their collection for the public and would refuse any, <laughs> any amount of money 
to hold any records back from being in the full public view. Exactly. I was like, so if you go to the Fremont Public Library right now, they're all digitized. You can see them all in their complete glory, unedited, unredacted. It doesn't matter if your last name's Gerber, Converse, whatever. That name is there. There is no amount of money that could buy off the library. And that, by the way, is the real freedom of speech right there. Those are the real protectors of the freedom of speech are your public libraries. As crazy as it sounds, you got to remember, these were the only people at the time after 9-11 fighting the Patriot Act, saying they would not respond to subpoenas by the government for what books people are reading or put people on watch lists. I mean, and here they were, you know, this is pre that, right? So it's just post-Cold War. And they're like, no, we don't care. This is a matter of principle. We'll close our doors before we let you buy, you know, buy silence and buy censorship. And that is what got people livid when everybody found out that none of the records were going up for auction. So you could not buy your family member's clan card. You could not buy the meeting notes that had your family member's name in there and how many people they recruited. So, yeah. And by the way, and it kind of exposed something else too. me being a history nerd was not only do they change their branding about who they hated and, you know, made it more inclusive of who they hated, you know, to expand to a broader audience. Disgusting, <laughs> right? They changed their recruitment methods. Okay. Which I know sounds really stupid and boring, but here's the deal. Like when you recruited somebody, if it costs like $5 or whatever back then for an annual, for your annual dues, whoever recruited you got to keep like $2 of that. Okay. So you got paid to recruit. So the more, it was, it was the original pyramid scheme. I was like, going to say, is this it's, an MLM? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that's how Amway got started, but I mean, it, it was an serious. It was an MLM. My neighbor just retired from Amway. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He Hold may on. or may not. Hold on. Hold on. We here at the uh, Fuck My Life podcast just want to say Amway is uh, in no way affiliated to our knowledge with the Ku Klux Klan in any way. It is not legally considered a pyramid scheme. It is, however, an MLM. With that being said, uh, what is being said is for comedic value only and should not be taken as anything legal. Anyway, that may be where they got their ideas from the Klan. Well, I was going to ask you, is hashtag girl boss really just hashtag uh, red dragon? <laughs> yes. It sort of is. I have to see that uniform. Yikes. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, and it's like, why is it the boss that's the only one that gets to walk around wearing something they don't have to constantly worry about getting dirty? You know, because everybody else is wearing white. And if you're riding around on a horse, it just seems like that'd be a fucking shitty to keep that clean. I mean, it'd be like, Cletus, need to keep your damn dress clean. What's going on here? We're over here burning crosses and scaring people and leaving DTE calling cards. And you can't even oh, look at, oh, my God, look at your dress. It's all frayed up and dusty. I don't know if that conversation ever happened, but I'd like to think it did. Would it be too tasteless to say hashtag no. girl boss, hashtag grand dragon as merch? <laughs> that would be tasteless <laughs> and disrespectful. Yet at the same time, I'm thinking, you know what? I can see it. I can see it. Or yes, queen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that would be tasteless. 
Oh, all right. Well, now that we're going to hell, and I'm sure glad we have an edit button. All proceeds go to Michigan's top historical black colleges. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Or to the Fremont Public Library. Oh, there we go. Actually. Hmm. 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 Kind of digging it. Might have a Christmas drive ahead of us. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Oh, my God. But yeah, um, the tension was real. You could feel it in the air, and it was crazy. So to wrap this up, talk about what ultimately happened with that house. Do you remember? No. No. Okay. So I guess this is my turn. Yeah. There was a book that was released in like 2015, I think. Yeah, I have the book. You have the book. I do. Signed by the author. You motherfucker. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) But it is about the history of Nuevo County, correct? Mm -hmm. And it's mostly about like. Prohibition, isn't it? Correct. Um, briefly mentioned in that book, they talk about the Ku Klux Klan running through Nuevo County. And they said, um, matter of fact, this address in this house right here, still like the house still exists. So that that auction happened and then um, or the looky loo happened. And um, and then nobody moved back into the house after it got cleaned out. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, who's going to live there? Right. So it basically just became known as like the KKK house. But I mean, Rightfully it it stood so. stay it stood abandoned since that day up until this point. And so in this book, they bri- they briefly mention, "Oh, by the way, um this very house in Fremont that still stands, this is where all this stuff took place. They found, you know, they found all this memorabilia. It's now the Jim Crow Museum at Ferris, blah blah blah." Well, so that book was released, mm-hmm. and like three weeks later, someone burned the house down in the middle of the night. So someone, because that was like the big what to do about like on the news, it ended up by like on the you know the local news channels and all that. They're like, oh, by the way, this book talks about um, Nuevo County's you know not not so squeaky clean history. This is kind of fun. And they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, it talks about the Ku Klux Klan house in Fremont, too. Uh, do you remember where this happened kind of thing? So that's how it ended up in major media. And so I think some local kids are like, oh, I'm going to, you know, do this town a favor and get rid of this house off the map. And um, so it was basically just an arson incident. And um, the house was a total loss. And as much as like. I re- I realized their heart was in the right place, but also uh, the person who uh, one of the children. Yep, that's the book. Was it what? What was it titled? Everyday Clans Folk: White Protestant Life in the KKK in the 1920s Michigan, um, by Craig Fox. Oh, well, there you go. And um, so yeah, that uh, that book came out, and they're like, you know, promoting the book on the news, and they're like, it's a local author. This is what it's about, and. Um, People are like, oh, this KKK house still stands in our community. Like, we can't have that. So even though the house is now devoid of those objects um, and the the children who ultimately inherited the house, they didn't move in. But the house was like being used as storage. Like it still had a bunch of their shit in it. So the these poor people that had nothing to do with it ultimately. I thought um, the house burned down after D&D roofing bought the property. No. No? Okay. No. So, um, so yeah. Stuffers didn't do it? Yeah, I'm not sure. 
But um, so yeah, that's that's the what ultimately became of that whole thing. Um, wow, that makes sense. I knew it burned down. I knew everybody was mad, but I guess that makes sense. And that was also the same time they completed the uh, uh, KKK exhibit at the library. <laughs> I don't know. I'm still good with it. Though I will say this, we're an hour in and we haven't even got to you. We've went through three oh, kids. Jesus. Yeah. That's Maybe the, awesome. may, oh. I don't know. I said an hour for reference, but after editing, let's be honest, I'm probably not going to cut any out, out any of the things I shouldn't have said. So do we want to just like zip through the rest of this and wrap it up or uh, do you want to like edit we'll that into out. a separate? We'll feel, we'll feel okay. it out. This might become two episodes, <laughs> FYI. You might get a part A and a part yeah. B. <laughs> Uh, we went on a little bit of a tangent. <laughs> that's what we do. So that was Christina. Uh, we somehow talked about our lovely <laughs> sister, Christina, and then got to the KKK. Immediately. Which, look, she was the bluest eyed, blondest child of our family. Yeah, I mean, I mean, two of us were definitely the milkmans and she would have looked adorable in that oversized robe. <laughs> Hood falling over her little eyes. Ah, she's so cute. No doubt. Uh, but then there's Sandra, who um, some of you have heard from before. That's uh, me. <laughs> that is. So, yeah, that's that's Sandra there. Not to spoil too much about our next proper episode, uh, or I don't know what order we're doing this in, but there's also I, the disease with, uh, what I say? Disease? Disease with Causes dis-ease. dis-ease. Yes, causes dis-ease. It's not a crack house. It's a crack home. And- yeah, you had some obviously some uh, a troubling birth. Not for you, you didn't know. Uh, <laughs> but for everybody else, uh, it's smooth sailing for me. I don't know. Yeah, I'm fine. Oh, y'all are squawking about all the time. See, that's what I'm talking about. And the truth is, it's always about her. Oh my god! Every time things are going good or like something good happens in my life, she's like, "I'm dying. Pay attention to me." And I'm like, "Oh my god, here she goes again." So can't share that spotlight for too long. Yeah, no, no, no. It's, it's how you get a tan. So, <laughs> so, so we'll, we'll we'll obviously talk more about Sandra, and you'll also hear more about uh, me, I suppose. Unfortunately. <laughs> Up next is the second part of We Are Family. Stay tuned for the next episode. Can't wait to see you then. If you like the podcast you just heard, please like and subscribe. If you'd like to support the show, check us out at patreon.com slash pessimism and pop There are special benefits for members, such as ad-free listening, early access, and free and discounted merch for members. There's a plan for any budget, from tent campers to those of you MFers throwing around RV money. You can also get the latest updates on our website, pessimismandpoptarts.com. Whether you're a patron or just like the show, please tell your friends. And if you hate the show, you know what? Tell your enemies. Because frankly, they sound awesome. Anyway, until next time. Yeah.